sir, we promised you a great man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Figure 4 Fallout right here on WCCR 94.5 The Crossroads and streaming online all over the world at inside.ucumberlands.edu forward slash WCCR. Russell Ryan, Logan Woodrum, Michael Garden. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to decide who, who to go first? Uh, yeah. No, I just showed him a picture. Doing really oh. good today. Oh. Was it another bad gimmick? <laughs> that we can't yeah, discuss sure. on air? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's doink if you got roids. <laughs> <laughs> for those for those who cannot see because we don't have videos, um, it is a picture of a clown looking like Pennywise from It. And it's just mm-hmm. got fit written above it because he's in the gym and huge. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, the the There's topic of discussion picture. before uh, we went on air was horrible gimmicks, and uh, <clears throat> I'm it's official. Michael won because you're not going to top those, Logan. Whether you you try to on air or off the air, that uh, it's just it's not happening, brother. <laughs> that there's you know just go ahead. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, what? I'm I'm going to be your manager here, and I'm it, it's one of those throwing the towel matches, and I'm going to throw in the towel for you because I know that you won't do it yourself and tap out. So, in fairness to the ones that I that I stated, which I'm not going to state, but I yeah, will... Yeah, we, we, we can't I state will, them on air. I will vaguely allude to, because the WWE actually did that. Back which, in... Which one? Back, uh, the first one. Okay, okay. Back, oh, yeah. in, back in the early 2000s, uh, right before the unfortunate events mm-hmm. of 9-11, um, yes. they did have a, a Middle Eastern man who was being pushed heavily for the for the world title and after the events they had to, to cut that short um, just because of the situation and obviously it, it wouldn't have reflected very well on the company as a whole but uh, that can give people an insight into the sort of gimmick that I may have suggested now if, if I'm not mistaken that was uh, that was Muhammad Hassan mm-hmm. was it not? yes that's that's what I thought yeah so so it's you know and that, I mean, obviously the WWE likes to stay very current in, in the news. That's why they have Jinder as the current WWE champion. Right. Because they're trying to push the Indian market. And, uh, I mean, well, uh, and tonight, uh, just, I mean, uh, before anybody gets uh, uh, maybe been out of shape or... Uh, anything of that nature. Uh, tonight we will be doing a, a tribute to Bobby Heenan because our, our big topic of discussion will be uh, will be managers, um, and and that will be coming later in the uh, the show. Uh, Casey not going to be joining us this week uh, live via satellite. However, uh, Bo Kid I believe is going to be trying to uh, get with us via satellite uh, discuss uh, that. But um, uh, but that will be later in the show that we uh, will be paying tribute to one of the uh, well. 
I'm biased as well, but one one of the greatest uh, wrestling minds, uh, manager, commentator, uh, whatever. Um, he did whatever he touched was was gold, and in, in well at least in my eyes, and maybe others. But uh, Bobby Heenan uh, passed away Sunday evening, and uh, man, uh, absolutely loved Bobby Heenan. Him, him and Monsoon on commentary were fantastic. But we'll uh, we'll get out into that later. But uh, speaking of Jinder Mahal, uh, that will be our first topic of discussion. Uh, this past week yeah, on, uh, on SmackDown, just kind of stare at me. It's, 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 it's coming. It's coming. Jinder uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mahal making some uh, some not so uh, PC comments on on SmackDown. In regards to old Nakamura, I think that I think the WWE as a whole is just getting edgier. So if, if you look at a lot of, they've started alluding to a lot of things that they really shouldn't. But under under what we're used to from the WWE, they're alluding to a lot of things that we aren't used to them alluding to. Obviously, mm-hmm. a, a week ago, John Cena made that reference to the fact that he was going to be Roman Reigns' drug test and that he wasn't going to get past him. Correct. Obviously alluding to the fact that Roman Reigns failed a drug test and served a 30-day uh, violation, mm-hmm. performance-enhancing violation. Um, so the idea that he has made these remarks, I mean, you know, it's, it's not... It's not overly surprising. We're even seeing Vince come out, on st- come out mm-hmm. in a performance and show blood. The, uh, the WWE is, as a whole, moving away from this PG era. Yes. It is starting to push back to... I guess they're kind of trying to go back to the Attitude Era, I guess, because of just the way things were. I guess the next thing we'll see is Sam Punk coming back and dropping some pipe bombs again, just because that was fun. You mean Dolph Ziggler? Well, <laughs> he might be. Well, and see, and here's the thing: a lot of people, because WWE actually released a statement earlier today in regards to that, because uh, as you and I were talking before the the show, Logan, um, the the Washington Post and a, a few other media outlets uh, picked up the story of uh, Jinder Mahal basically making what many consider to be racist comments or, or whatever towards. Nakamura and and basically WWE saying, listen guys, these are fictional characters, and, and I mean, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing of course, but they're they basically say you know these are fictional characters that play on TV, and and honestly to me, um, and I, I don't see it as being any different than anything that we see on, you know, like maybe Comedy Central, you know, Tosh Point uh, some of the remarks he makes on there, but the- and <laughs> and it's not meaning to. Be, be real. If if you're if you think about it, like what channel is Tosh Point on? Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. What channel is the WWE on? USA, USA. Network. They're owned. They're owned they're, by the same but, NBC Universal as well. But they're very differently designed networks. Correct. And I think that might be the sort of angle. If we saw this on something like Comedy Central, if we saw this on something like HBO even, Mm -hmm. this wouldn't shock us. This wouldn't even come close to the sort of vulgarity that we'd see in Mm -hmm. other various shows that are around on our screens nowadays. Which is my point. The the fact of the WWE is, is that it's so accessible and so targeted towards children. So these remarks... 
they can cause problems. And in an, in an environment currently where we are already seeing the bad side to poor diplomatic relations between various countries okay. under our current presidency, it makes it questionable about where they're really trying to go with this. Because okay. if you are making these remarks... You then almost have to have a sit down with the children that are watching and basically say, this isn't the sort of thing you should do. You should not go out and say these sorts of things to other people. The only advantage that's coming from this is, is how much it will push gender as an actual heel. Mm -hmm. Because it will push that persona that he is a really awful person. And so we can hope that the children see that and decide that they want to be good people and therefore that's aligned with badness so mm -hmm. they should align with goodness but there's always there's always two eggs in the in the dozen that are not quite as good as the rest of them and you know children's minds from a psychological standpoint are very malleable and very open to influence from these sorts of things so if they see it on tv and they see it portrayed out and they find someone that they don't like and the the race can become an easy target and my, I, I think I think the only concern that that most viewers would have, I mean, anyone that's reasonable will look at it and, and understand the character aspect, and that will all be fine. And obviously, it's all generally a scripted program. It's generally all decided beforehand of what's what's going to happen. So, for the majority of people, they will understand that. The issue falls in the the small percentage that don't quite see it that way and see it as as a reflection of what should happen in real life and 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 see and, but, but you you touched on on the point i was i was making earlier it's like everything that we see nowadays though is but, so graphic but a lot of people don't get as up in arms over that as but they they see it on this this wrestling in response, programming in response i will in response i will cite the study it was it was just, it was what people decided was kind of happening as a result of the TV programming. Many many of our listeners will probably be aware of the show that kind of hit over summer. Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes. Very big, very popular show. The issue that was found within it was that it was kind of glorifying suicide in a bit, um, and was therefore believed to lead a lot of people into committing the act themselves. Now, obviously, if you're someone who's going through those sorts of situations, the best option is to seek help. Mm -hmm. Cannot stress that enough. From, And it doesn't have to be a counsellor. It doesn't have to be someone at school. It doesn't have to be anything like that. But you should find someone that you can feel you can confide in and talk to them and work through it. Um, so there's our little PSA on that. But it demonstrated that there is a certain influence that television has. Whether it's real life, whether it's fictional, whether it's perceived as as something that is simply sports entertainment, whether it isn't. Um, last year we saw Colin Kaepernick mm -hmm. kneel and not stand for the for the flag because of the situation that was going on, and you know he he's still being affected by that mm -hmm. to this day. People are still unwilling to to sign him to a team because of that situation, and. It created a lot of controversy among the people that agreed and among the people that didn't. And the thing that 
I guess gets lost in sort of the world of WWE because WWE isn't the powerhouse that it used to be. It isn't the forefront of our television because we have so many options and everything else is is grosser and more graphic and Mm -hmm. that satisfies the needs. Um, It's just... It's just a tough situation for them to put themselves in mm-hmm. when they're already having issues elsewhere. As in attendance? I mean, attendance currently... I mean, that sort of thing will bring people in and it will mm-hmm. push people away. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people that have young children are going to see that and say, well, maybe we shouldn't be taking our kids to this sort of programming and things like that. Yeah. But then on the other hand, there's the people that say, well... Any publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. The WWE is making headlines. Controversy creates cash. So people are going to see this and people are going to be like, oh, well, what's going on? And they might tune in. And so there'll be... <laughs> if they can capitalize on the interest <coughs> mm-hmm. and resolve the issue of what they created, then they'll do all right. If they can't, they might be in trouble. All right. All right. But that's my standpoint. They just find more and more ways every day for me not to like this guy. Now, it, 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 we, we always talk about getting legit heat mm-hmm. on, on, on here. And That's a really good way to do it. But is it legit heat or is it this, I really don't like this guy, I don't want him on my screen, I don't want him in the company. It's back for two weeks he's been making fun of just the way that Nakamura looks. Mm-hmm. This week he took it and like instead of just like doing facial expressions, it was comparing him to another, another person, and then his accent. So mm-hmm. I mean that's just about as far as you can go with it. But if like he's gonna get booed and chanted at like that, Vince will probably want to do it because Vince is unhappy with what SmackDown's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think like that Vince may be behind this just a little bit to get people heat the way he's used to getting people heat. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Um, they're they're not pulling in the ticket sales and subscription stuff that they wanted from the Indian market. They're just not. Um, since since Mahal became champion, subscription from the Indian market has went down rather than up. I don't think he's the representation that India wants. I don't think it is either. It's not remotely in the, and this this is another big flaw of just corporations in general, is they don't really take into account the um, the sensitivities that need to be addressed when it, when looking at another culture. Mm-hmm. The Indian market is not the same as the American market. So branding it in the same way that you would for an American market is not the way to go. And I think that had they stuck with the character that when Jinder came back, he was this guy that just wanted peace before he was with Rusev because after Mm -hmm. that he became the heel that he was. But before he was just like, hey, you know, I'm here. Like, I just want to be peaceful. And, like, he would wrestle his matches and he would lose. And, you know, like, he kind of felt like he was going to be a baby face in that, like... He just wasn't going to do anything heelish, and he was just going to wrestle. If he mm-hmm. lost, he lost. If he won, he won. And, you know, that that's more organic, and that maybe might have been what they wanted to see. And, you know, I would want to be behind a champion that, you know, like he he's fighting all these people that are, you know, like he's fighting the other heels on the roster. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
he's he's winning just because he's good, not because he has uh, the Singh brothers beside him or anything like that. He's just winning. And, you know, like when he loses, like he says, you know, like I lost. There's nothing I can do about that other than just accept it because, you know, there's no use in fighting back or getting angry or that kind of stuff. It's it's like the WWE seems to think the same thing is going to happen with gender as what happens with, like, Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins, where the universe just falls behind them because they, their use of the character is just so wonderful and so enjoyable. The Miz, even. Mm-hmm. So as a good. whole, as a whole... Heels are designed for people to not like. Correct. Why you would try and draw a market in with something that is designed to be hated is beyond confusing. Mm. Yeah. And yet the WWE does such. (laughs) Because the WWE... If it made sense, it probably wouldn't exist. I'll be honest. Right. But if they're really trying to push this whole... If they really wanted him to pull in an Indian market, his best shot would have been babyface and picking up the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. rather than holding the major title like he is. Well, that's ab- absolutely. Uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> if uh, I mean, in, you said that that numbers for subscription are going down for India. I mean, if if my my guy was being portrayed as this. Jerkwad. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to support it either. So, um, speaking of the WWE Network, though, a survey went out uh, earlier this week uh, to WWE Network subscribers and everything. Uh, with WWE gauging interest in um, some possible new programming for the WWE Network, and um, from uh, from Ryan Satin from uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet, uh, he he. Touched on some of those. Uh, some of the shows include WWE Superstar Cribs, uh, <laughs> WWE Style Apprentice to win a job at WWE. Really? Yeah. Uh, Legends <laughs> House Season Two Attitude Era. Uh, TV fourteen entering show a new weekly version of ECW or another edgy new promotion rated TV fourteen. House shows. Uh, for the first time ever, get a live ringside view of select WWE house shows. New in-ring tournaments such as Pro-Am style tournament WWE versus NXT, uh, a lucha tournament, a tag team tournament, or a king or queen of the ring tournament. A lucha tournament? A lucha tournament is, is one of the for things. For all listed. four of them that we have. <laughs> for Grand Metalik. <laughs> Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Sin Cara, and El Torito. Um, um, we can bring him what's in. What's his name? What's oh, Kalista? Kalisto. Kalisto. <laughs> uh, um, fun fact: uh, Lindsay Dorado was going to be uh, Goldust's uh, entourage. Yes, he was. Do you want to know why? Why? Lindsay Dorado means golden links. It doesn't. It's the WWE is not Goldust. that smart. Um, but um, it just seems like something they would they I'm would do. So they get behind. I'm so stuck on the Apprentice stuff. <laughs> Uh, original scripted comedies, uh, comedies <laughs> such as WWE Superstar Roast, <laughs> South Paul Regional Wrestling, which I would be totally behind a South Paul Regional Wrestling, or WWE's version of The Office. No. 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 Never. Uh, 
Ever. Uh, original scripted dramas, wrestling themed series inspired by wrestling's current form and rich history, such as WWE's version of Game of Thrones. No, you're oh, lame. No. <laughs> no, you're lame. The WWE is sports entertainment. Do I, not try and enter drama. I just and want comedy and game st- show back. Stop. I would be okay with South Pole Regional Wrestling. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. That's fine. And I understand them wanting to do the, the tournaments because obviously the Mae Young Classic has been a great success and mm-hmm. and the obviously the like uh, the British tournament that they've had recently mm-hmm. and the Cruiserweight Classic have been, have done very well. And mm-hmm. so that is understandable. They need to slow it down because they're going to get in over their heads in a minute and they're about to start pushing all these things and then realise oh, this is too much content. They need to bleed it out and they need to take it slow. And if they do that, it'll work. I wouldn't them- mind seeing the return to Legends House, though, because I, I enjoyed the first Legends House with um, you know Hacksaw and, and Piper and all that. Mm. I'm the curious d- as to what Attitude Era stars they would get to do this though there's a lot of there's a lot of variables and things in in everything that they want to do and this is i'm gonna take the apprentice one because it's just the funniest and (laughs) just destroy it because that's what i really want to do um and this is this is very applicable to a lot of things that the wwe wants to do they don't seem to understand their own turnover rate okay if you looked, if you look at something like The Apprentice, if you look at the concept of the idea of an apprentice sort of show where they have a whole bunch of, I guess, just regular people come in, and most part, and then they, of course, they have the Celebrity Apprentice show as well. Well, no, so. no, but like for this, they'll have. Would they like be for pitching? the WWE? Are they going to be coming in and like trying to work as? Like creative writers, that sort of thing. Uh, that, see, I, they, are they, they going to pitch really... gimmicks, or they haven't really come up with an idea? Okay, well, the issue I have is let's take a look at other competition shows that the WWE has held and figure out how many people have been retained after that. How many people are there still there from the uh, Nexus? Heath Slater, Daniel uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Is he still wrestling? He's not wrestling, but he, he doesn't he's, count. He's, he's, he's not a, wrestling. Okay, so so I'm as, talking as about, far as wrestling, I'm talking about okay. coming in and doing the job that they came in for on the back of that show. Okay. In terms of people that are currently on the roster, I think it's just he's. If you take in everyone from all of those sorts of shows, I'm pretty sure you have two. He's Slater and Miz. He's Slater and the Miz from Tough Enough and the Nexus. No one else is stuck around, so their retention rate is. About one percent. Okay. So, if that's how it's going to be, and if you look at the retention rate from The Apprentice, the actual show, Mm -hmm. on when people get hired for that show and what actually happens, it becomes pointless. People don't people don't get retained from that sort of thing. If I went on WWE The Apprentice, they would love all the stuff I pitch first round nope gone nope. first before Here's the first you. round you're right Jack the you, you're right I was wrong just you would be Jack. gone before the first round he, you he, would he, find he, a way to get eliminated before anything had happened he, he'd, he'd be like the American Idol where like they they just have the like the William Hung and <laughs> <laughs> I would not quit <laughs> It would be him and Dakota both going for it because Dakota wants to be in the WWE and then they'd start a fight and both get kicked off well there we go 
Um, so the, the survey also asked about interest for programming for companies like Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, ICW, <laughs> Progress, and other regional indie promotions. So here's the, the thing. Like the programming they can't even keep their own stuff on. They're cutting their say. own stuff. The programming They're cutting Talking Smack. They, R-Truth had a game show. They cut that. Uh, Ride-along's been cut back. The programming I'd like to see for Impact is just Impact. Yes. If they could manage that. Yeah. So um, uh, and apparently they uh, they've dropped the Global Force name uh, altogether. Uh, Bound for Glory will be in Canada this uh, this year. They're looking but at po- pulling over five hundred people to watch that. If we yes. look at if we look at WWE programming, realistically, all they have is Raw, SmackDown, and Storytime. No, NXT. Well, kind of NXT, but that's a network exclusive. Okay. I was going for Total Divas slash Total Bellas. Okay. That's the successful stuff. Okay. That's what they've done well on. Um, and do you think that's because it's not necessarily on the network? Which I, I think I think part Bellas of it, part and of it, uh, Divas, they, they actually show on the network. Uh, well, like yeah, they, replay, they, they show, but they also... Uh, yeah. But but initially airs on main... Yeah, it initially, main TV, initially yes. is. But it built from a very low standpoint and now has developed into this almost... I mean, Nikki Bella is on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. This season, so yes. it is. It is evidently doing very well. Not thrilled about Nikki being on Dancing with the Stars. She looks bigger than a partner, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, not again a knock against her. She's just right. way more muscular than he is. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think the WWE is just trying too hard, and a lot of wrestling is doing that at the moment. If you look at the really successful stuff at the moment, it's because they're focusing on their product and they're delivering on their product. They're not focused on trying to produce every new show and all this new stuff mm-hmm. and all this new content. They're focusing on what is important. We are here watching the WWE because we want to see wrestling. We are not here to watch wrestling because we want to see story time, because we want to see ride along, because we want to see their trips in a car with other people for three hours. Cool. We're here to watch wrestling. We're here to watch the stories. We're here to see the promos. We're here for that. Obviously, people are getting involved because of Total Bellas and Total Divas. It has been a good success. But it is not the be-all and and it's not... It's an anomaly. Okay. It's a one-off that has been very successful and has been something that can actually draw viewers in rather than enhancing the ones we have the issue is is that they're trying to develop something that will bring people in problem is they're going to supply it as a network only thing mm-hmm. when are people going to see that never unless you get a unless, free month subscription or unless you get a free month subscription and how do you find out <clears throat> about that free month subscription be watching the WWE mm-hmm. it's counterintuitive they don't seem to realize that they're not promoting it in a way that will be supplied to the masses. They need to. They need. They need to work on the product. They need to make it really awesome, so the people who used to watch come back to it, because they will bring other people. The people that are watching currently will bring new people in. If it's a good product, people will watch. Mm-hmm. That's all they need to focus on. Uh, some of the other notable things listed in the survey that WWE wanted to know your interest in was the ability to download content and watch offline. 
uh, set up a movie theater mode to watch virtually with face with friends or participate in a live event on Facebook where you can chat with other fans. Uh, the ability to watch current or historic WWE content in a way that makes it seem as if you were actually sitting ringside and experiencing an event such as WrestleMania live and in person. Um, using special computer generated effects and equipment like a headset. Um, the ability to watch WWE in-ring shows using alternative camera choices, um, like from the gorilla position, uh, a drone cam, a GoPro cam, a 360 view. I want to watch it from the fifth <clears throat> section back. <laughs> I want to watch um, it from where Owen Hart fell. And, uh, oh, <laughs> Alternative audio. Uh, choose your favorite pay-per-view commentary team. For instance, if you can hear Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jerry Lawler call a live pay-per-view. So that's that's. Uh, th- oh, this Kung Fu Naki. Th- th- yes. Uh, this is just a research and ideas for now, and none of these things are set in stone, obviously. But it was just a survey sent out earlier this week to kind of gauge uh, fans' interest, uh, if you will, in. Um, in those sorts of uh, those sorts of areas, so. Um, aye, 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 aye. So that's, that's really? on the, uh, the they want to give front. you they want to give you the feeling that you're in the front row. Well, see, they they're not the ta- only ones that are trying to do that. Like, if but, you, but that's that defeats the purpose of making people pay to be in the front row. Yeah, so like the NBA is starting this thing with VR, and so. When it defeats the purpose of making them pay for the front row. You're right. So the front row is going to be empty. So, so somebody else is going to try and take that spot. And so it's going to devalue the ticket prices. And it's going to make it harder for them to make revenue. Well, okay. It is. The people that are going to that already have the network. So they're not bringing people in with that. Okay. Yeah. It's not like I, like I, I was trying to think of like a legit reason why that would that would work, and the only other, the only other thing I can think of is you know if they were not able to purchase a front row ticket due to you know uh, funds or whatever. I mean, that, but that's, that's the only why. Thing. But so, that's why it's it's such a like it's such a big ticket item. And it's why it's mm-hmm. something that is sought after to be in the front row because you want to be that close. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that first-class tickets on planes don't cost 20 bucks. Correct. It is a service that is better than the rest of it. If you start devaluing it by giving it away to everyone, it doesn't hold its value. It's not important. It's not worth it anymore. All right. Well, we are, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back right after this. And we're back here on the figure four fallout. You love that? You love it? Yeah? Silence. Good? Good? Silence? Uh, that's that's how we roll. Uh, y- you remember how we set up Casey last week? Yeah. Logan? He just... Uh, we are going to be setting up live via satellite. Bo Kid. Come on, come on. Put it down. Bo! How you doing, buddy? Yeah. I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, so, uh, live via satellite. And uh, moving on to our, our next discussion topic, uh, uh, talking about Bobby Heenan. Uh, of course, Bobby Heenan uh, passed away this, this past Sunday. Um, was going to be, uh, was planned for attendance in uh, the Fanboy Expo next uh, next month in Knoxville. Um but unfortunately, um, not not going to happen. And 
I, I didn't realize... Like, I mean, I, I knew he was, was sick with cancer and, and stuff like that, but I, I didn't realize he was as, as bad off as as he was uh, from, from the sounds of it. Um, but, uh, of course, just, just starting with you, Bo, your, your thoughts on, on Bobby Heenan as a, as a whole? Well, I'll, I'll continue to say that uh, Bobby Heenan was by far... Um, probably the most hated manager probably the most infamous manager but probably the greatest manager of all time the greatest stable leader of all time to be quite honest with the Heenan family mm-hmm. um, you know he he took I don't I can't tell you how many different like we I, I went through it the other day and looked at the number of uh, wrestlers that he actually managed during his career mm-hmm. and it was absolutely unbelievable and the names that were in this list mm-hmm. were you know just absolutely unreal you know and he's worked with everybody from the horsemen you know to the Heenan family uh, once again the Dangerous Alliance Superstar Billy Graham yeah Superstar Billy I mean you name some of these mm-hmm. you're just like wow you know this man but not only his managerial role was so good the night that he passed away I went back and started watching some old WCW uh, pay-per-views mm-hmm. so I started watching uh, I started off with one of my favorites which was Super Roll 8 mm-hmm. um, where Juventud Guerrero lost his mask yeah. Then I moved on to Starcade '97, which was the Hogan Sting match that was like 18 months in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I I went back and I was like, you know what? You you can't know Bobby Heenan and so, like love Bobby Heenan until you go back and watch his most absolute phenomenal performance as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And that was Royal Rumble 1992. Yes. The It's Not Fair to Flair. It's Not Fair to Flair. Right. That was by far his most memorable broadcast moment of all time. And to just know that he's gone now, it just, it, it's just, it, it's, it's hard to imagine a wrestling world without Bobby Heenan. And I mean, of course, Bobby Heenan—he he wasn't active as a commentator or or uh, a manager or anything um, since uh, since his retirement and all that, and since the uh, WCW and all that. I mean, he he'd spread uh, you know b- before his his surgeries and and the the such. Uh, I mean, he made appearances at WrestleMania for like the gimmick battle royals uh, to do commentary with Mean Gene and and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it, it was ma- mainly uh, comic convention appearances that he would he would uh, show up at and um, and that. But I mean, you you're you're right. Like it's it's just weird to imagine that now that that great wrestling mind is gone from the world because no doubt he probably got the people you know got feedback from him you know what do you think of this what do you think of that uh, i mean I, I would assume um that they would you know i mean if it, if it was me with a wrestling company or, or had an idea for a storyline bobby would probably be one of the few that i would want to get thoughts 
from you know whether I thought it would work or, or whatnot. But um, you're, you're talking about all the the people that he managed. Uh, he he made a joke during his Hall of Fame speech about how you know he, he managed thirty to forty people that night, and I'm like, yep, well well done, Bobby. And I actually I, I let Tasha go back, uh, my wife Tasha. I let her go back and listen to that Hall of Fame speech. He he, uh, that was the year that Pete Rose got inducted into the the Celebrity Wing Hall of Fame, and one of the things that uh, he said he's like, I have to admit something. I bet on wrestling. Sometimes live, you know, when I was at ringside, you know, where as the show was going on, um, but just like the the wit and and just the comedy that well, he I'm, he brought. Look at the the portion of his Hall of Fame speech that I posted up on uh, on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. where he was talking about how the WWF had to be renamed to the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, especially that, for the fact that the last part about it, he's talking about, you know, how we had killer bees and how God knows how many different kinds of bulldogs. He yeah. said, but to end it all, he said, "I was a weasel hosting the show with a gorilla." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you want to talk about wildlife? You know, and he, I think he said like spend spend a, a few hours at the the Hojo and and uh, I forget what city. Um, he said that that's wildlife right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it, he he was just so so great on the mic. And, and one one of the things I remember from commentary, of course, was the, was the '92 Rumble. Um, but one of the other thing was his his comments about yeah. one Tito Santana. Oh uh, lord! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, calling him a flying burrito at one point. Uh, oh yeah. So. Uh, but I mean him like him and Monsoon are, are probably by far my favorite commentary team and, and as a manager he was by far one of my favorite managers uh, I saw uh, I saw time. a promo today I can't remember what I was watching today or maybe it was last night but uh, there was a promo where it was Heenan and Gene Okerlund giving golf tips to Sean Mooney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I posted that on the Facebook page earlier today. Yeah, um, that's what it was. But, yeah. It, <laughs> oh. But, and it, it, it brings up the topic of how great um, the use of a manager is in the world of wrestling. And it's about, unfortunately, at this point in time, and I mean, you guys may agree with me, and you you may not. But right now, I think the only real manager is Paul Heyman. Heyman, Heyman that's it. And, and that's, I mean, like, well, okay, oh, Titus O'Neil. Okay, we we've got Titus, the Titus. He's uh, he's built he's building, and I I think given yeah, a bit of time and to get a, a bit of ex, a bit more experience with everything mm-hmm. that's going on with the Titus brand and all that sort of stuff, I've. I feel like he could learn a lot, but you know, yeah. Like and, be, I mean, and, and Titus, I, I guess Titus would be the only other one that's Titus kind of is. That. Well, mm, Maurice does a very good job. Okay. Maurice, Maurice does. Okay, okay. Now I, I will say this, and here's my argument to that. There is a difference in being a manager, and there is a difference in being a valet, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. she is. Yeah, because she 
any kind of, you know, help and suggestions throughout the match and stuff like that. She's more of a she's more of a Miss Elizabeth ballet than she is a manager. Yeah, same okay. in the same way that Lana was with Rusev, I guess. There's, mm-hmm. so, there's yes. Paul Ellering with AOP. Oh, well, okay, yeah, on the on the NXT no, roster. There's, well, but, there, there's your probably second greatest manager of all time. Yeah, um, of course, uh, managed the Legion of Doom uh, back in the day. Uh, so, but yeah, so but the, the the role of the manager is is you know not as prominent. Yeah, not as prominent as it used to be because. I mean, you, you look back at the early days of, of wrestling, and you had Mr. Fuji, you had Bobby Heenan, you had um, Jim Cornette, you had um, Paul Ellering, you had... Hillbilly uh, Jim. Hillbilly Jim, you had uh, Harley Race at a, at a certain point in um, time. Oh, wow. Why did I just... Freddie Blassie. Yeah, there uh, the, you go. The, the Grand Wizard. Um, I mean, like, all, and all these the Captain, Captain Lou Albano, Jimmy Hart, Captain I mean, Lou, yeah. So I mean, you have all these guys that were great managers and worked on getting the talent over, while also being entertaining. But but to me, back back in those days, I mean, Bobby Heenan was probably the one that was the most entertaining manager. At least to me, he was, and and Bobby uh, Jimmy Jimmy Hart was very entertaining, but he was loud as all get out. You know, yeah. everybody wishes they just that megaphone. He didn't need the megaphone. <laughs> no, no. You know, let's be quite honest. He never needed the megaphone. I mean, and, uh, and, and Cornette was, I guess, is kind of one of those other ones that were was very. Cornette was as good as anybody wanted him to be, mm-hmm. and the tennis racket just made it better. Because yeah. then he had a prop. Yeah. Just like, just like Mr. Fuji always came out most of the time with you know the country flag mm-hmm. of whoever he was representing, and that the and worked. the salt, and the salt. Mm-hmm. You know that that's what made him so entertaining. That's why I wonder always why some of the other managers didn't always have that prop with them. Right. You know, to be honest, like Bobby Heaton had a prop. His prop was his mouth. Right, and Let's and uh, of course the weasel suit. And if, if that was the weasel you know, suit, and, and you know, and, <laughs> so. Uh, but I mean, uh, it, I, and I know we've we've had discussions about managers on the on the show before about our, our favorite managers and all that. But what 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 caused the the role of the manager to the I guess not be as, as prominent as it once was. They started to be quite honest. I think a lot of it was the fact that they started actually teaching the talent, the wrestlers, to actually do all the talking instead of the managers. Because remember, back at that point in time, you know, we're talking about in the eighties and or seventies, eighties, early nineties. A lot of times it was the managers that did the talking for the wrestlers Mm -hmm. you know it was very rare that you heard Arn Anderson or someone like that ever speak you know during a a four horseman promo it was always J.J. Dillon or or Flair or Ric Flair but I mean and honestly if if you look at even when Bobby Heenan was managing Flair he would he would talk but it would mainly be Flair Doing the promo. Uh-huh. 
So, but I mean, it, it's 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 kind of disappointing that and you know the fact that we don't have, uh, with the exception of you know like maybe Titus O'Neil and in in um in Paul Heyman, we don't have that many good managers on the the mic. And I mean, and honestly, I mean, you're you're never going to find another Bobby Heenan in in the world of, of wrestling. You know, uh, people, you know, like myself, I will admit, try to emulate Bobby Heenan, but I mean, there was only one real Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, even even having a short run of the the Bobby Heenan show, uh, and one of my uh, one of my favorite things from that was uh, when he asked the guy how long he'd been married. And he said, uh, do you realize if you'd killed her, you'd be out by now? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Bobby Heenan. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and Grill Monsoon, uh, I mean, him and, him and Monsoon were, were great friends, and they, they fed off of each other. And, and that's what I think made that, that duo work so well. I, I don't know. You know, as, as good as he and Monsoon were, Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, there in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he honestly matched up better with because I know he and Monsoon had some great stuff and they were very good friends. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Some of the stuff that he had with Shivani and Tanae on Nitro mm-hmm. was just so classic. It was so classic. I mean, I don't. I guess a lot of people will say that he and Monsoon were the the original pair and that mm-hmm. you know Shivani and um today just sort of piggybacked off of it but yeah. I, I don't know he was just so good right. well uh Bo uh, I'm gonna let you get back to uh to dad things uh cause I, I believe I, I heard uh Piper in the the background there uh a yeah, little bit ago you heard so. a little, yeah you heard a little bit wake up we gotta yeah. We got to take care of her. So, all right. Well, I'll let you get back to that, brother, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you here in the studio with us soon. And uh, Sounds good. thanks, guys. But take it easy, Bo. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Bye. And uh, I mean, so do you guys? Okay, so I, I know you guys are are, are much younger and um, more charming than than say <laughs> Bo and I are, but. Uh, do you do you I'm recall much logging. about Bobby Heenan, or, or just like have have you have you got to experience him on the, the it's, network? It's or? always it's so it's, so. It's Casey always, Casey started showing me stuff like when I would go and hang out with Casey from mm-hmm. time to time, um, and he would sit and like we would watch you know some matches and stuff, or he would send me videos of just certain things throughout throughout time and you know like like I I asked I asked him one day because Darren Young had a manager I think it was Bob Backlund and yes. I was like well what is this why do because this is when I first started to get back in and you know mm-hmm. like I was naive and uh, <laughs> uh, I was like what what is this guy's purpose why does he wear the bow tie and like Casey was like that's a manager like his whole purpose is to help put that superstar over mm-hmm. I was like well who's the best at it and he, he sent me some Bobby Heenan stuff, and, like, I watched it. I didn't get to see a lot, but, you know, like, I've experienced a little bit enough to know that, you know, like, Casey vouched for him, you vouched for him. A lot of people do, and I, like, yeah. general consensus is, and, you know, what I've heard and what I've seen, mm-hmm. p- 
probably is. Yeah. It's always tough to go back from what you started with, mm-hmm. to go backwards. And it's, it's always tough to look at a product made years and years and years ago and compare it with now because it's just mm-hmm. such a different time frame. But it's what we naturally do. Mm-hmm. From my mind, it is difficult to go past Paul Heyman. It is really tough to go past Paul Heyman because the way that he puts superstars over and the mm-hmm. way that he can manipulate and control a crowd and just have them dripping and hanging on to every single word that he says is mm-hmm. just incredible, particularly in this day and age where, where concentration just isn't a thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I was the name from now, like, all the managers that I've seen and know by name, like, it would be it'd be Paul Ellering, Paul Heyman, uh, Bob Backlund, Zeb Coulter was Jack Swaggers. <laughs> Uh, and, and and way before that, he was he was Dirty Dutch Mantel back in the back in the day. So and he was um, Cesaro's. Yeah, and Cesaro's been a Paul Hammond guy. Yeah, yeah. So Cesaro gets around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and I mean, and Heyman, it definitely t- uh, today's uh, day and age. I mean, Heyman is is basically your your manager that you want representing you when it comes to being able to especially for those that may not have the the mic skills that are on par with where they need to be if and you will i forget it was a while back but there was an article saying that you know like when oscar came up that paul Heyman would would manage her <laughs> that would be interesting it would see. i don't know what the take on it would be like? So, uh, my, my, worry, my worry with that is the same thing that happened with Cesaro would happen with Oscar. In that, I mean, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a big Oscar fan, uh, just because like I, I've never really, and, and it, that might be a reason why to put you know like a manager with her that way. The the people like me that don't really connect with her that well have a way to have now. a way to to do so. So. Um, but I mean, uh, Bobby Heenan. Uh, t- I mean, at least to me. And uh, Bo mentioned the 1992 Royal Rumble. I'm going to have to go back and watch that because that was such a great pay per view and and a show in general. And Bobby Heenan on commentary was was great, uh, especially during the Royal Rumble match. Is Flair still in there? Okay, good. Uh, so. Uh, moving on from that, um, but uh, rest in peace, Bobby Heenan. Um, definitely going to be missed, uh, you know, and a great asset, if you will, to, to the world of professional wrestling. So uh, moving on from that, um, tomorrow night live on pay-per-view, um, you'll be able to watch it uh, via ringofhonorwrestling.com, Fight TV app. Uh, and PlayStation Network uh, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it will be Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor uh, pay-per-view. And uh, we'll go down the card for that. Um, and then, of course, we got No Mercy this weekend as well, live on the WWE Network. But um, before we get there, it will be Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. Uh, the main event of the evening we'll see the Ring of Honor world title on the line as the American <coughs> Nightmare Cody will be taking on the never open weight champion Minoru Suzuki. Ring of Honor World TV title will be on the line as the champion Kushida defends against Kenny King. The world tag team uh, six man tag team titles will be on the line 
as Adam Page and the Young Bucks, the current Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, will be taking on the winner of the Kingdom versus Bully Ray and the Briscoes match earlier that evening. In a last-man-standing match, it will be Pro Wrestling's last real man, Silas Young, with a beer seat of Bruiser, taking on Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal, um, one of my uh, I mean, favorites uh, in general, just everything that he's, he's done throughout his career. Um, a Las Vegas street fight, Jay White will be taking on Punishment Martinez. The Kentucky gentleman, Chucky e. T, uh, will be taking on the villain, Marty Skrull. And uh, Chucky e. T, great guy, uh, I have to say, even, even though he, I mean, he, he's a Kentucky gentleman. Could be a Tennessee gentleman, but you know we won't we won't, we won't go there. Um, but that is a live tomorrow from Las Vegas uh, on pay per view, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, and uh, of course that Sunday it will be WWE No Mercy. I've been listening to the theme for that nonstop. Good good theme this year. Uh, and uh, oh who who Kit, uh, Kit. yeah. Uh, I no think Mercy that was it last year, too. Was it? It was a movie Dean. released this year. Do what? No, Kit was it, it last year when Dean no, was... No, 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 it was this year. Kit, K-I-T, not I-T. No, K-I-T. you said Kit was it this year. No, last year. Then No, it was this year. Stop it. Quit it right now. <laughs> I was never in it. How can I quit it? Mm, moving on. You're beating me at his own game tonight, man. I know, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, let's, let's go through predictions. Uh, I love you. Uh, starting off with the realest guy in the room set to challenge the king mm. of the, the cruiserweights. cruiserweights. Neville for the cruiserweight title. Neville. Yeah, Neville. I hope Neville wins. <laughs> if he if he doesn't, I'm terrified that he's not going to. If but he, I, if he doesn't, I'm just gonna quit. I mean, I can see <laughs> I can see Neville losing because of all the shenanigans that's going on with Enzo so far. Yeah, and so I imagine it would just be that sort of thing all over again. Um, get, but you know, yeah, and then pick it back up on uh, on 205 Live or something like he did against. Bro, uh, he got destroyed by Braun. Other the other way around. Other way around, please. He can lose it on the on the show. He he can lose it on on two hundred five live. Yes. Neville can. I would I would rather Neville lose it on two hundred five and then pick it back up on. Understandably so. Understandably <laughs> so. Um, Jason Jordan will look to dethrone Intercontinental Champion The Miz as he gets a Intercontinental title nope. shot. Miz. I, do we do we see Jason Jordan pick up the uh, the IC title? I don't know. No. I've been thinking about it all day. Are the Miz Raj there? Like, huh? Mr. Raj? Mr. Raj will interfere. Miz will retain. And it will go in a cycle until they eventually have a match where well, Mr. No. Raj is banned from ringside. And, and then Jason Jordan will still not pick it up because of Maurice. And then everyone will be banned at ringside. And then someone will come down and interfere. And then the Miz will get distracted by that somehow because they will get kicked back out. And then the Miz will lose. So what are you saying? Miz loses? I'm saying the Miz loses in like three months. To Jason Jordan? Probably. Okay. I don't foresee anyone else coming up for the UIC title. But so I'm basically saying that uh, Miz wins at no Miz mercy. Wins. At no mercy. All right. Uh, the man versus man. Bray Wyatt. Uh, why do they? Many of them are man. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor will be taking on Bray Wyatt in a rematch from SummerSlam. Uh, no demon this time. It has to be no face paint. Finn Balor. 
Balor, Balor still picks up the victory over, over Bray? Absolutely. Okay. Finn, sure. Finn? I don't care. Okay. Doesn't, okay. I have no interest in that feud whatsoever. Well, if if they want him to go into a program with Samoa Joe, you would rather have him win here so that way when Joe gets back and they want to start that program, mm-hmm. Balor has decent wins under his belt. I wouldn't say they're good wins. I'd say they're decent. Right. All right. Uh, it will be the Raw Tag Team titles on the line as Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose go against Cesaro and Sheamus. Death. 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 Death, Death wins. Death wins? Okay. Death Do wins. not call them that. What else? What else are you going to call them? Anything else. Um, Sambros? I'm going to say... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> okay, Seamus and Cesaro pick yeah. it back up. Okay. So a little, uh, little hot potato with the tag titles there. Well, SmackDown's doing it. Well, doesn't mean Raw has to do it. <laughs> it's likely they will. Uh, They've played hot potato at the women's title for so long. And they're getting ready to do it again. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, it is now a five-way as Bailey has returned, being added to the matchup this Sunday. So it will be Alexa Bliss defending her title against Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma, and Bailey. Nia Jax. Emma. That's just because she's Australian. No. That's because of every the way that it's all being pushed. Emma picks up a sneaky victory over someone. Probably Bailey. I would love to see Emma with the title. I could see it happening. I would love it. I don't know that she's ready for it, but However, I could see it happening. I it'll think be, she'll be the one that gets it'll either pinned be, it'll, or submitted. It will either be that. Or, my alternative, is the eventual heel turn that we've been waiting for for months and months and months of Sasha on Bailey, And that's okay. how she wins. So we, we, we discussed that a little bit before. So so you... you Because th- I, I, I think this would be the opportunity It would be the right time. Sasha Banks heel. Yeah. It would be so, the right time. Um, but then you'd have that to wait for that build because, I mean, you've got Asuka coming in. So... Would Oscar's coming in overshadow a Sasha Banks heel? Because term? if they want Oscar to run amok over everybody and just have the title and not not lose for a while, just to continue that that little streak. Um, and there's talk of you know like they have to build the women's division up because she can only get so many quality wins mm-hmm. before like we see everything going again so she could be in a program and so like Emma getting the belt would probably then be a quality win for Asuka when she came in mm-hmm. it's I, just they don't know what they're doing with the women's division it would be an easy way to Emma. build towards the Sasha Hilton as well like Bailey could be going for the pin and Sasha could come in and throw her out and just little things like that. Where it's could we see even a return of Paige? I think if Paige returns, she goes to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Goes, okay, see that that's where I think she would benefit most. Yeah, and and, and help the women's division on SmackDown mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. So Charlotte's there, and and Charlotte's there. Um, Cena will be taking on Roman Reigns. <clears throat> One half of Reigns and Veins picks up the win. Jinder's not wrestling. Um, Roman is. Yeah, my my response should have indicated where I my thoughts lied. I, 
I'm worried that they're gonna push Reigns and get Reigns the win, which is just gonna be stupid. It's not. You know what? WWE. I'm hoping Cena picks up the win. I hope Cena. As as weird as that sounds, I'm hoping Cena picks up the win. I just feel like he won. I I have this horrible feeling in my gut. Yeah. Who's Alex Riley? (laughs) Oh boy. Go 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 re- research after the show. Do you, um, do you actually not know? No, who I know who he is. Okay, I was okay. Just yeah. a joke. Um, As but I, I I just have this funny. horrible gut feeling that Reigns is yeah, going to get I that win too. over over don't Cena. You, don't you get that feeling every time he steps in the wing? The wing. The wing. The wing. <laughs> yeah, the wing. <laughs> the chicken wing. Yeah, I'm trying. It's the only place he fl- chicken wing. It's the only yeah. place he flies on the plane. Until <laughs> <laughs> he gets over. Crowds, literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why was the no. def- why was the soccer defender scared when he when he got on the plane? Because the coach put him on the wing. <laughs> uh, the, main, the main event of the evening. I hope that the majority of responses to that was groans. I hope it was. I appreciate it, <laughs> just because I appreciate bad jokes. Uh, the main event will see the monster among men taking on the beast Brock Lesnar defending his universal title against Braun Strowman Braun nah they can't give it to him yet they will at some point they but can. I just don't think he's ready for they it they need yet. to capitalize on it now you can't wait he's not ready for it he, he shouldn't have he's it he's not going to be ready for it later either See, my my thing is... Because if Cena moves on from Reigns, then it will be, you know, Reigns and Strowman probably, and guess who's going to win that? Big Match Cena. How does Big Match Cena win between Reigns and Strowman? No. That's what you just said. Shut your mouth. (laughs) I meant it the other way around, Cena and Strowman. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I see... We just they, don't they, know. They've been building up Strowman so much that I would almost feel he has to win against Brock. Brock's a baby. And, I'm going to say unless, Brock. I'm going to say Brock. Unless they, Come they somehow, him. like... <laughs> James Ellsworth catches sort of, in. Oh, jeez. He's won that. No, 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 no. I said, I said Carmella, but then I changed because James is almost. James won the title twice. James is technically the recipient of the title. Opportunity. Technically, twice over. Mm. Twice. He got it the first time and the second time. So. He's also got three wins on AJ Styles. So. No, what what they're going to do is they're going to take that Money in the Bank briefcase for the women, and it's going to be like the hardcore title where it's twenty four seven. Heath Slater's going to beat. Carmella, no, and then she's going to stop. he's going to cash it in stop. and then we'll have three all three MB. members stop. three MB no he's going to cash it in on Brock no just no yes it could get a little gory you know so yes so that is uh, No Mercy this coming Sunday live on the WWE Network of course tomorrow Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor uh, check that out on uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling uh, Fight TV and PlayStation Network um, so gentlemen any uh, any closing remarks um, we've had another loss uh, 
not as serious as the last one, but we've seen a mass exodus of talent from what culture? Yes. Um, Adam Blompier, Adam Pachidi, Jack, uh, Jack King, King Ross, and then Simon Tidwell have all left to pursue other things. Um, Adam Blompier has changed his uh, Twitter Twitter photo mm-hmm. to uh, a new thing called Channel 5. Um, so we don't know exactly what that is yet, but I would say that it's just going to be more along the line. And, you know, like the in-ring stuff that they've been doing, because mm-hmm. as of late they've had the big tournament going on. Mm-hmm. They've had all that in-ring stuff. So I think that they're moving away from, you know, that and just moving into, you know, just in-ring stuff or like promotional just kind of stuff like that yeah um i think that's where that's going so they leave behind uh they leave behind simon who's uh as of late um, why here's why yeah if you um he's actually uh training to be an in-ring talent really yeah um but as of late he's been getting all the backlash and he's like why are you still here you're nothing without them and like he's just like well i'm just trying to do my job and so, like everybody's everybody's beating up on him. I like Simon though. I like Simon too. Simon's I do really like good. Simon. So, um, but uh, we, I, we will we'll keep everybody updated on um, kind of the future of those those gentlemen. But yeah, uh, I was I was sad to see what culture uh, uh, them them leave because first they took John Adam, the clock. Adam, <laughs> and then took everyone. <laughs> JBL was the downfall of what culture, and they're they're leaving. Um, but in, in seriousness, I, I mean, no matter where they go, though, I mean, they're they're talented guys, and and they'll they'll thrive. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. Uh, however, I will miss Adam on on what culture because he's one of my favorites mm-hmm. of uh, the top tens and and all that. So, uh, Michael, any last uh, last remarks? No more tag teams. No more tag teams. Shut up, Logan. All right. Jack the Lumberjack, singles competitor. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, for Logan, for Michael, I am Russell Ryan saying we'll see you here next week on the Figure 4 Fallout on WCCR 94.5 The Crossroads and iTunes.